This is TV8 by Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to Are We Alone in the Universe? Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. And I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. You are listening to TV Ate My Dinner. My name is Sean. I am here with uh, Greg and Andrew once again. Tonight we're going to talk about Man of Steel. What was so great about the Batman movies is that they took a concept that, I mean, it's somewhat simple, like, and it's been just blown out in movies, in Batman movies, and they just simplified it. Very, I mean, probably too much because they took out all his intellect and all that stuff, and they just tried to simplify it to make it realistic. And it was just, it was, it was mind blowing. It was like, whoa! It's like this is it. This is exactly what you want to see. And in this one, they took a character that is honestly too simple in its in an inert state. You need to get there. You need to earn that yeah, Superman they character. Explored the complexity of that. yeah, and they made it much more layered and interesting. And I actually was like, oh my god, I like this even more than just a normal Superman because it is so layered. They made something that's kind of preschoolish in a way. And it and felt when like they... heartbreaking. Like, it was right. so emotionally effective. And they're complaining that it's not simple enough. That's basically what they're, you know, in that way. Not not the movie. I think the movie isn't simple enough, like some of the plot things. But the character arc, I think, is so nice and layered. And there's like, well, it needs to be simple. He needs day one, no killing, no saving people, no psychosis, nothing. He needs just to be good and just be fighting people. That's it. You I thought, like, well, there's no character arc there. You <laughs> know what I love that. about this movie? I love this movie for this. It's like, there are no scenes of Superman stopping purse snatchers. There's yeah. always these obligatory yeah. moments in the Superman movie where he just takes time out of his day to go stop muggings and things like that. Oh, they're That's having fine. just like the most elaborate bank heist ever, and he just has to come in. As he does in Superman Returns, they have like a helicopter, <laughs> and all those like, what just is so going on? you can on? see him get shot in the eye with a bullet. It's like, his eye is superpowers! Who cares? That was like an impressive special effect back then. That's what's funny. Is yeah, how fast that was. Are moving now. Yeah, that was awesome back then. Like that was. They thought they were really doing something. But see, this movie shows you just exactly how serious things are when you really do need a Superman. Because good lord, it's like by the time people can say, you know, you know, Superman, every time you come around, there's a robot wrecking the city. It's like, but that's why I came around. Like you can't. Like this is the chicken egg argument. Well, yeah, it's much more interesting. Yeah, but I before mean, you even showed up, we never had There robots. were zero giant robots. Yeah, and that's the other people's <laughs> criticism, too, is that... Yeah, but I just think that's unfortunate. It's not his fault, but their criticism is that he had just died in Krypton. None of that would have happened. And I was like, yeah, well, that's not his fault. But that's part like, of that's, the pathos of the character, though. Yeah, that's that's what's perfect. They always talk about Christopher Nolan in the interview well, see, that, before. I mean, I think that's what's going to be cool about the next movie is yeah. because... Yeah, I, I, it sounds like they're going to have it to where people are not real happy with Superman. Well, the because, question yeah, he defeated Zod, but he also the underlying question of, of does the world need a Superman? You know, that's right. the, the underlying. It's sort of like the Batman Joker thing is a microcosm of that. It's like, am I attracting these weirdos? You know, did I create yeah, them or did they create yeah. me? And it's, it's it makes more sense in the Superman role because he is creating these people who are like Sleuther and all these other people that he's giving them. Like, the government's giving him, if they did that, the government's giving him power to do whatever they can to counteract Superman or forces like that in some way. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, they talked about... That'll be really cool. Yeah, they talked about in the Christopher Nolan before when they were talking about the Genesis. I remember this like three or four years ago when they were like, we're going to do Man of Steel. And they said because David Gore and him had talked about it and they said, I think we cracked the idea. Because always the problem was how do you do a Superman story because it's such... Like, he's too powerful. Like, it's too powerful of a character, and, like, unless he finds out. But then even in this one, it's like, well, what's going to happen? They're just punching each other. Nothing's killing them. So, like, well, just send him back to the Phantom Zone or something. And then him killing him in the end, it's like, yeah, people, they're too busy, like, getting, like, offended by it to realize that, like, how powerful, like, he was to overcome him and do that in that moment. Like, that's how much he focused and 
him becoming, you know, reaching his limits or, you know, going past his limits. And what a terrible decision that was. Like, that's what makes me mad is, like, if he had killed, like, it was no big deal. Like, if you watch the Christopher Reeve movie, like, they rod Zava of his powers and throw him down a hole. Yeah, and he just smirks. And then (laughs) they're like, like, okay, "Okay." that's that. Like, he doesn't go back to the Phantom Zone. They just murdered all three of them. Right. But in this, you can tell it's like he is out of ideas because it's like, I mean, literally, you watch the scene. If I let go Zod for two seconds, he gets 100 feet ahead of me and tears three buildings down before I can catch up to him. Right. It's not just about those four people that he's trying to burn. It's that he'll burn the whole world down just to spite me. That's, and that's, that's his just stated mission. Mac- yeah, that's just the microcosm of that moment. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, just, that's just representing- to bring it together visually for you. But I, what am I supposed to do? I can't even let go of him physically. If he gets away from me, me, like yeah, yeah. If he gets away from me for two seconds, he'll kill everybody he can get hold of. And And in that moment, it's like uncontrollable chaos because he can't control his eyes and all this stuff's happening. He kind of, but he just all that stuff is just happening like that, and it becomes yeah, it's such a hard decision. And he does it, and they don't treat it like like you said, like lightly. They actually he processes that, and it's like a very somber. I mean, that's how it ends, yeah. except for the ending where it's kind of... They articulate the philosophy earlier in the movie exactly. They say, you know, we, we hold to this principle that every single person is redeemable in some way. And it's like, that, that's the principle that has been ingrained in me. This is the principle we're operating under. It's like, he gets this. It's like, but now there's this uncontrollable force that, that I happen to have in my mm-hmm. hands right now. And if I don't do something right now, I may not even get my hands on him again. And I have to make an impossible decision. That is in no way inconsistent with with Superman's character. It's just that situation to put him in. I just want to see people like if they're going to criticize this, they at least should be be doing a how we do it episode. I mean, come on, because they're like well, they should just throw him in the Phantom Zone. It's like yeah, because that would have been emotional. That would have had the emotional impact that this ending had. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that would have been stupid. <laughs> the whole reason it's stupid. Yeah, you can't have both. If you want to see him fight Zod then Zod didn't go into the Phantom Zone. And if Zod didn't go into the Phantom Zone, then you have to have some way of getting rid of him that can't just be cockeyed and stupid. Like, and then, It's and then, not killing him. I don't understand how you can not... And it's so emotionally resonant. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're mad because he didn't kill him. Because usually you're like, usually he kills him off camera. They just throw somebody into the sun or something. Yeah, and watch, that's what he does with the guy. And then watch Superman the Marvel. In, but he does Iron Man and, and Captain America and those guys are just are just riddling people with holes left and right. They're well, they, well, they just up. say that that's not Superman, though. That's, I mean, and I get that. Because Superman can't do that because if that's his modus operandi, then he's going to become a monster. That's why it's so powerful, but, though. That's it cracks why, the idea like of that character. No one agrees with that more than Superman. It's like he's and that's why it's so emotional. Life. He can't do anything. That's why people don't. I just don't. I, I think most people. I think people might need to process it in a way. Like Greg said, it's like culture shock. Well, I think maybe people. they need to just watch it again because it, it is so different that it, it probably is. But but it's so well constructed. I think it'll grow on people. I think it like like the same way the other movie Sour. I think this will grow. Yeah, people. they're gonna come well, around. I mean, you kind of even got me thinking about going and seeing it again. Just to, the sort of to work on it in my mind a bit, process it a bit more because it, I mean, I, I, I I liked the movie fine. I didn't have any, a whole lot of problems with the story and that kind of thing. I I got really bored with all the ridiculous, the ridiculous amount of special effects that's in these Yeah, but see, that's, that's we're talking about that Star Trek too, that's every movie. They're spending $300 million, $300 million in a movie. They have to, those are the check boxes they have to, Pick off, check off. Yeah, like, the yeah, problem yeah. is, so, but with so, Star Trek, yeah, I, mean, I got I bored because because the story didn't keep me during those scenes. But this movie, well, the but, story yeah. really did keep me during those scenes. Yeah, I it's mean, like, I think all in all, it was. Um, so I didn't dislike the movie. It was. It, it. I think it was an eight. It was a Batman Begins. I mean, it was, I, but I think it has the potential. Batman Begins is kind of soured on me a little bit because it's kind of weird. And David Goyer wrote that. And I think he has a problem. I think his dialogue comes off as a little ham fisted. And this is this movie's kind of ham fisted too. In a, Batman in a lot Begins. Of ways. I watched it again recently, and I, I thought it was kind of slow. Yeah, but it's also the, all the conversations with Katie Holmes and stuff. They come off as being yeah. very cheeseball-y. And this one, the, there's nothing very different about him. And this movie isn't. It's very subtle in his character arc, but it's not subtle in hitting you with those themes. 
Like even like the Jesus allegory and stuff in this movie is very ham-fisted how they're hitting. Like he's 33 years old. He's been watering the world. He has to, you know, his dad sent him here to Earth. Well, he literally has that turning yeah, I mean, point where he decides to save humanity. And he does well, yeah, I mean, sort of a they really kind of need to drop pose. that because because to me that's that's where the the crux is as far as you know what Superman are you a fan of? Are you the fan of the of the strong man who goes around fighting purse snatchers, or are you the fan of the of the god and it's hard for him to be both so i think it's needed need to, to be a one. i think it, see that's what i was saying that they figured yeah. out how to crack the character and the, what, the way i they never said this but the way to crack the character is to make him human because what happens is he's just a normal person so it took, makes totally sense that this kid's 33 you know the same way like in in the jesus like the, like the same way it's like how do i deal with this if you knew from a time you're a kid you know that this is your destiny in a way and you're trying to avoid it but you still can't help but doing good and you're trying to learn and you're out wandering the world with kung fu or something like how do you <laughs> actually how do you deal with that and it takes you till you get old a little bit you know into your 30s you're like i have to deal with this now and but he's human he never quits being human and then and then that's what makes it going to make it so much more powerful even when he gets to be so purely good because he's still going to be human and have those emotions <laughs> what i like about you know? that is that arc actually is a more humanistic arc than it is than it is the christ allegory because that's everybody that makes him relatable right. it's like because he's want he's just wandering around trying to find himself and then he kind of really comes back to the place where he started and, and accepts that level of responsibility of who he is you know, and comes back knowing himself a little bit more, because that is sort of young man versus the world too, in in, in an interesting sense for Superman. Because that that turning point in the movie is, can you learn to trust the world? Like you're worried that the what the world will think about you, but can you learn to trust the world? And and that's the decision he makes. And obviously it goes goes wrong at first, but but that's what really happens in your life too. Is like you know, you take these risks based on what you're supposed to do and they don't all pan out you know that's that's life so it's not just superman as, as an allegory for for like a mythic character it's superman as an allegory like like an analogy for you know a regular person's yeah. life coming into adulthood well, that's what i mean they made him because no matter where, whatever heights and stuff he gets to he's still going to be that kid and where the other superman like even the Christopher Reeve thing, I mean, he was Superman, he's, you like him, and he has, I mean, he has struggles in Superman 2 and all that stuff, but he's still just a shining example of a person, like, his morality doesn't go away, except in Superman 3, <laughs> Yeah, will <laughs> that, but, like, but it, it doesn't the, go away, he's not, he there's no the struggle. Red Kryptonite, Red Kryptonite makes Superman an asshole. And isn't that Everyone so much cooler that. to be like a, to be like a struggle at like to be I think it's just so much more powerful later on when he is that pure character but he is human because he, he's doing it because he has a choice like the other Superman's just like that I and mean, that's what people like but I like it becomes it becomes much more hollow when he's not making the decision to be like that but I don't think too I, one thing I like about this as a reboot is they went their own way with things because the problem with Brian Singer wanting to go back to those those movies and pay homage to that is it's really just better to leave those movies as they were. You know, that interpretation yeah. of the character. If you're going to bring the character back, I bet another interpretation, it's sort of like now that Nolan's Batman movies are done, just leave them. You're going to have to find yeah. a new interpretation of the character. Don't You don't want someone that's going to come back and say, what I want to do is like a, re like a return to the Dark Knight where it's a, a return to that same thing. It's like, I get what you're trying to do, but, but really you need to find a modern interpretation of the character. That's more respectful to the original films than trying to keep that same tone. And I think those kind of, not horrible, just kind of crappy super uh spider-man reboot kind of helped set precedent for that now too they did a reboot like five years later so it's like yeah. now it's like yeah you can just do that it's like a comic book run we'll just do a different origin story and a different spider-man we said yeah. this spider-man's yeah. mistake was simply in re redoing the origin story that was unnecessary. Well, it's, but it's also a mistake of being very similar to the first one well that's what i mean because like, they just point for point retold the story in a different way it's like yeah. if you want to reinterpret the character then yeah, and I'm not even saying come that works. Come back I'm just and reinterpret saying... the character, but don't retell the same story as the first film. 
I'm just saying that helps pitch remakes, reimaginings later on. Like if you have a Batman, it's like, well, let's make a new Batman now. It's like it worked for that. They made money. They're making two, three more of those Spider-Man movies. So it's like you can just do that. It's not a big deal. Before it's like, oh, but we just have the Nolan movies. Won't people be confused? That's well, how, I mean, I'm just thinking how people talk. Also, there's some executives. competition. You got to think Marvel is so big on wanting the rights back to these characters that these other companies are having to make movies whether or not they want to right now. Like yeah. whether or not they have an but idea. They, they're talking about making another it. Daredevil movie to keep the rights because otherwise they go back to Marvel. Do they still have the Fantastic Four rights? Someone's someone's rebooting the Fantastic Four. I don't think it, it's Marvel not? though. I think I think they're rebooting the Fantastic Four again. Whoever uh, whoever it was that had the rights originally, I guess. But they're going Disney can't buy back rights to things. But it, it's too bad because the Fantastic Four would be fun to go into that Marvel universe. But apparently they're going to do a reboot. It'll be a fun one. I think that's a good movie idea. I liked the movies that they made, but but it, I think that's a fun. You could do a lot with the Fantastic Four, especially the kind of budgets you get to work with now. We could actually see Galactus. <laughs> yeah, I like the way in this Superman movie how they actually um the beginning, like the like I like how he doesn't know how to fly. You don't have the cornfield thing where him running and flying. Like he doesn't learn how to fly till it's like oh yeah you can fly too by the way he's like what <laughs> and and then at the first it's much more like a hulk thing like he's just bounding he's well, literally you know, just like the original superman that's was that. an he homage fly. yeah to the yeah. original superman in the comics where at first he's just like cool. leaping really high and then he's just like oh i don't have to leap i can just do this now <laughs> I thought that was really neat. Well, because of the point in the story, too, is like that's like what's funny is it took Smallville like 10 years to do that. <laughs> like they, they seem to follow like the Smallville model of developing this character, but they do it in like a couple hours. But it, that's the turning point of the character. It's like you can realize your potential, you know, the, you, your limitless potential for power. And that's, that's what they say. That's he just cool walks line. outside and like, yeah, I can fly. <laughs> and apparently well, that, I can breathe what... in space. Yeah, and it works perfectly because his character. I mean, because like we said, his 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 whole thing is his problem and character arc. He has to do is he has to become stronger to defeat something, and that's part of his thing. And like when he starts doing stuff, like you see him in the beginning and doing the oil rig, and you're like, and he's struggling, and he can't even keep that up. So you're like, okay, so he's about that strong, you know? He like you're trying to like assess how strong he is, but then when he sees Darrell, he's like, you know, you don't even know your limits. He's like, you have to keep testing him. Like, that's how you know your power. And so he's basically limitless in power Mm -hmm. as long as... I mean, he leaves character room for him to actually overcome anything in that way. I also like that because there's a dual meaning to that. It's like not... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all a metaphor. Yeah, it also gives him an opportunity to get the crap knocked out of him somehow or another. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I like how they did this one too, though, because they made it like... They're kind of making it a mental thing too. It's not just he's super strong. He just, I'm going to hit you hard just like that. It's... It's about him focusing, and it's about his determination. More yeah, too. it's so about power and restraint. Like that's what, right, yeah. and, that, and that's super, the, the, that is really the core of Superman because it's not just that I have to figure out. And that's what I really do sort of agree with the the level of destruction because what you're seeing there is like, oh, so not only do I need to learn how to use this power, but I have to learn, you know, how not to, you know, that's like, how, yeah, how and to people use said it that. In that's like, they said that. Well, and I have a, I mean, yeah, I that's one thing I totally did miss. But I, I, I'm fine with it. I totally understand it. And I, if that's how they set it up, it's perfect. But I was like, do you really want them to add some more beats at the end? It's like, oh, I shouldn't have destroyed all those people. That really sucks. Like, it's already two and a half hours, and it just feel like they're just adding junk onto it. Like, we don't need more dramatic arcs introduced. Let's just end it. Let's do them the next one. Get out. Fly out of there. I like how they, they do a cool effect. The flying effect, too, is neat. Like, it really does feel realistic of what would it be if something was on the ground and just pop and just went in the air and broke the sound barrier right yeah. in front of you as just kind of this kind of cataclysmic crack that's pretty neat that's i'm not really sure why he has to do that though because apparently he can just take off uh because it's badass that's why it's awesome but there but i mean there are times when he just takes off he doesn't have to like yeah, he's just doing Put a crater in the ground. To, to I think he's doing it to like intimidate them. But what's uh, weird is like, he's, and, he's and showing this off is, for Lois. This is part of the comic, <laughs> like the character that doesn't make sense. Like somehow that means that he has the ability to manipulate the gravity around him. Like really, it makes you wonder. It's like if he, well, I guess if he kept going, what all could Superman do? 
Like he can basically he can turn just... back the world and turn back time. Oh, really? <laughs> Even though those two things aren't related, the movie's not yeah. saying those two things are related. That's just him doing two awesome things at the same time. He knows that spinning the world backwards doesn't make time go backwards, but he did it anyway because yeah. it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, who would think that? You'd have to be an idiot to think <laughs> yeah, that, right? Really? Come on. Come That's on. That's preschool idea. <laughs> that is the funniest idea. I remember thinking that was awesome when I was a kid. But I thought it was awesome too. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Like that, that somehow the way the earth turns is it. I mean, in a way, it's almost, it's weirdly Einsteinian because it is like, well, you know, time and and gravity space are yeah. and gravity are all interconnected so if if i could sort of uh, i could reverse mass and reverse gravity could could i not reverse time he would just like reverse the poles and it's like cataclysm yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. the, the comments would shift apart the entire earth <laughs> yeah. they should do that for how this should have ended <laughs> yeah really <laughs> oh god i didn't really think this through <laughs> yeah. lava exploding everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I imploded the earth. And then he does I thought fast, time like, would go Dinosaurs backwards. are coming out of <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, God, I gotta turn around. <laughs> Good Lord. I should have studied math more in school. <laughs> That's uh, a yeah, challenging that, thing for me to have to accept. For me to get my head around this, because Superman comes off as being kind of stupid. Yeah, I hope they don't go that angle, because they do have one moment, moment in this where, because she's like, Aren't you going to lose your powers if you go and get near that thing? He's like, I don't know. I got to try. It's like, oh, man. So you don't be like that. Well, well see, but, honestly, but, but he's supposed to be super smart. He's supposed to be engine like, before. What the hell the hell am I supposed to I think do? it was, I, yeah, I just think it was his, like, reaction where he just said, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But, but, uh, but the, they should have just left that out and say, he, he says, oh, I just have to try anyway. They should have just said that and not said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> it just sounds it's weird. an earnest reaction. <laughs> The hell makes but the comic the books make him all crap. powerful, like where he can see, like, you know, the curvature of the universe. Well, and stuff it, like it that, depends. You know? Again, there's different interpretations. Like yeah, when you start getting theory. into that All Star Superman, All Star Superman is fun because he's actually smashing tiny suns and his like Fortress of Solitude. Like it's just out yeah. there, like <laughs> goony fun stuff. I know like, he's got the Titanic parked in his yeah because that's that's a fun that's a, that's a classical kind of fun interpretation of the character but you know but you see some interpretations where like he can see at a molecular level you know he can see atoms and stuff like that you know <laughs> but you don't really want to get that granular in in the movie and I think they did a good job of sort of toning down you don't see him like zipping off to China to get Chinese food or some <laughs> stupid bullshit like he does. But you do see him take off all around the world. I mean, he he gets on the other side of the planet. But this movie also <laughs> points out that zipping around like that's dangerous. You'd be ripping the windows off of shit while you're flying by. Right. <laughs> well, apparently this guy has no doesn't really worry about property damage. Well, I mean, part of this there's a, that's the thing. Like with Batman, you can totally go realistic in a certain way. With this, it's like yeah. You can do it realistic. You just want those character arcs to be realistic and his motivations to be much more a real-world basis. But a lot of stuff is like, why are Kryptonians speaking English? Like, why? You know, and why do they just come down and all of a sudden they speak English? Well, I mean, do I don't think it's as, as a, I mean, it's not as base as that. I mean, I mean, the reason why they're speaking English is because the movie's written in English yeah. and we have to be able to understand. Well, what's going in on. the context of the but, story, but you in the assume they have the movie, some kind he, of translation. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Though they yeah. don't say that stuff. It's like but, I mean, there's part of it's they, a comic book too. And it's well, but then they, but but the comic books say that, that he's he's like a god. I mean, he can he can do like well, well he's like Thor. Superman's any kind of indication. I mean, he he can do all kinds of stuff. He can build robots. He can. You know, he can, He's not going to build robots in this. <laughs> I don't think. I, he well, may have robots because they already had robots in that thing. He had to well, they did establish that they they have some kind of drone. So or he something. has like robots yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but uh, which will be cool. He has robots in the comic. He doesn't build them or anything. But, but he's well. I mean, it looks to me. I mean, he can smash suns. Apparently, he has some knowledge of physics. He doesn't know, have so. the dexterity to build robots. Well, yeah, but he had some kind of like mystic hammer in the thing. Like that's All Star Superman is not a really good indication of the realistic interpretation of his powers because it's a deliberately 
being silly. It's an abstract. But, but that's my point. It's like you know, where where do you place him? I mean, and that's why some fanboys are annoyed. You know, because. You yeah, don't but, know where the place is. But that's the very reason that fanboys shouldn't get annoyed because there is no legalistic interpretation of the extent of his powers or the exact scenarios. Like, But this movie found the core of the character and his principles and never tried to stray from that. Even in Killing Zod, they represented what his principles were. And, and the, Yeah, and, that's, and within the context of this movie, none of his powers and the physics of it and some of that stuff is that problematic, though. It's none of it's... They, I mean, they're consistent to what they present you. Yeah, they'll have a harder time in future movies because in this one, they all had superpowers. So it's like he was evened out and, you know, outflanked by some of these like, Kryptonians. So and then much more, they'll do the Lex Luthor thing. Yeah, they'll do the Lex Luthor thing where, like, the next one could be about him trying to, you know, take responsibility and wanting to protect people and save people. You'll get much more where he's trying, you know, Lex Luthor setting up these scenarios where people everywhere die and he's having to say, you know, that kind of stuff. That'll be much more... Just like it is in the other Superman, we send the two missiles. It'd be interesting to make Lex Luthor have an arc to where he legitimately feels like he has to protect the world from Superman. And I think that's a neat yeah. way to play it. Yeah. Because you know, you know, he's a megalom- he's a megalomaniac, and he's a narcissist, so he he doesn't really care about the world. But but like a typical narcissist, the world is an extension of himself. So he would protect the world from an alien threat because because he is the world. So that's an interesting idea of the character. It'd be the opposite of the Joker, because he's not wanting to breed chaos or anything. He actually, it's almost like, a, like he's the fascist. Like, like Superman represents the chaos. It's like we had a perfect well, you, equilibrium, and you came in and stirred up everything. Well, but that's what what's cool about that is that Superman and Lex Luthor are the same kind of thing in that situation because he's representing the world. And he says, "I'm the protector of the world," and Lex Luthor. But even in Batman. You know, he's causing chaos, but Batman's whole thing is causing chaos in the criminal world, and he's the one that's causing this escalation and those things to happen. So they're they're both good foils for each other in that sense because they represent different aspects of, you know, of what the other one's doing. It's just skewed differently. Yeah, so my, it, I think it'd be fun. I, I'm glad they made a movie with Lex Luthor. I was so not wanting to touch Lex Luthor. I think it would be a lot of fun if they do Lex Luthor and Brainiac in the next one because if he's using this Kryptonian technology, Brainiac could be something that that they harvested from some of this technology that Zod's people brought in, you know, this wrecked world engine or whatever. And then you've got the Luthor-Brainiac duo which was always a big double whammy in the old comics because they were always teaming up against Superman and that's good because you get the Lex Luthor is the mastermind but Brainiac is actually capable of fighting Superman and then the third one they'll bring in the Bane like character of Doomsday oh god yeah see that's exactly (laughs) would be the worst thing they could do because Doomsday is the Bane of Superman like yeah. It's it, the two storylines were come up with around the same time where they wanted to have some kind of cataclysm, and they both came up with these sort of lame. Where they both died, ideas. yeah, yeah. Or they broke the bat; they didn't kill him. Or they yeah, killed. they they crippled him and they killed Superman. That story is neat after Doomsday because to see the world without Superman and what has four Superman different Supermans. Come back, that was kind of interesting, but I don't see how you can make a movie around something like that. It'd be silly. It'd be hard to keep track of. But by then we don't have to think in those terms because if you start building up like a Justice League and you do a DC Universe franchise, you don't have to think, how do we wrap everything up in the third movie? It's like, you don't! You don't have to wrap everything up in the third movie, man! Build the franchise! Keep going! Why do we have to reinvent the franchise every three movies? (laughs) I guess it's the notion that they... Yeah, three words, Sean. Batman and Robin. That's why. Yeah, they come apart after three. Fourth movie's poison. That's why. (laughs) Like everyone's afraid of. I making think a I think Batman the fourth Iron Man would would be poison. So I, I think they get a formula they keep cranking out. I think it, like Marvel's in a good position because they're making movies like you make TV shows. You don't expect every new one to be an epic. You just expect it to be good. You just wanted to see another adventure of that character. Yeah, they might not. I saw the day we were always talking about whether he had signed on for more Iron Mans. I don't think I still don't know if he will, but he signed on for Avengers two and three. Well, that's good enough. 
You can't. Like so I, I said, feel like they might not do it. They can't, net, like they might not do another one. And you then can't just ask do for like, more the man. Yeah, just no, keep him up to prop yeah, up the Avengers franchise. And, and then they could do a Hulk movie in between them or something with what's his name? That'd be pretty cool. A better Hulk movie. Well, yeah, and like well, I well, said, they don't have to do uh, origin mashups. Or oh, they don't have to. Yeah, you do a Hulk. Have a Hulk. Captain America movie. You know what's brilliant too in the in, in their sort of cross-platform franchise is they're coming up with this Shield TV show, which will be cool because it's got the bump from the Avengers. But what they can do in Shield is they can start introducing these secondary Marvel characters to see if they fly. They can start piloting characters on TV to see if they might work in the movie franchises. That would be and smart. People would go nuts over that oh, if a be popular awesome. character makes a jump TV. You know, yeah. Daredevil would I mean, really work. To, to <clears throat> Daredevil would make a great TV show. He'd be a good character in TV if they ever got that character back. Because you don't need a big budget for Daredevil. He literally just goes around hitting things. And it's always people. Sometimes they're dressed like weirdos, but they're just people. He doesn't. There's not a lot of money. That would be better than trying to make a movie franchise out of Daredevil if they could ever get the rights back. But they have so many other characters. Like the Punisher would actually, they get that those rights back. The Punisher would make a fun character to to introduce in the context of the Shield TV show because he would be more like what you would imagine the Punisher, which would be a pain in the ass of. Did you see the, uh, law the fan film that Thomas Jane made? No. Did he make a, his own fun Punisher? He made his own Punisher fan film. It's is out it, there. Is it lame? It's not bad. It's just a it's a little you know, short vignette of a Punisher story. That's I don't okay. blame him for backing away from that second Punisher film because it was it was bad. But I think that's weird. Is he maybe he's trying to keep keep himself in mind for the character if in case they, they do want to make more with it. Although I thought Ray Stevenson was was a great Punisher in that second Punisher film. It just wasn't a good movie. He he was great in it. Yeah, maybe it could stand as a TV series. I think the Punisher is the kind of character that would work in TV, and you could actually do something with him. Because really, in the in the comic, what I liked about that Thomas Jane movie was they came up with a storyline that made that made the Punisher's sort of vengeance work. You know, there he was a, it had a more human aspect to the character, and he had a clever plan for revenge. It wasn't just I'll just go around shoot everybody in the face. But that, that was a neat story. But otherwise, Pen- Punisher is just a psychopath that they turned into a hero. Going around shooting people. He started as a villain. He used to be a villain. And people liked him, so they made him a hero. Because that's how Marvel did things. If he was popular, then they gave him his own book and he was a hero. It's like professional wrestling. Yeah, it was exactly like professional wrestling. It even <laughs> down to the costumes and origins. But I think that, that that stuff they'll be cool. And if if DC is smart in their movie franchise building, then then they'll be able to do something. If they can keep hold of Christopher Nolan and Zack Snyder to sort of craft this, because that's where Marvel has the right idea. You get these same creators to sort of help you. You know, you need somebody who can serve as an architect for this franchise. And if they can do that, Zack Snyder seems to be the man to me. I really, I really like all of his work, and I think he has an understanding of comic books and how to translate them. And if Christopher Nolan, you know, if he's got a feel for Superman and can accept the world that has Superman and Batman in it, that's what that that's what you need to make. That will build a franchise. Like if you can have movies with Superman and Batman, that's like the biggest movie ever made. I don't know why that's so hard. It's like people are like, wow, Captain America and Iron Man. It's like two characters that previously would have never had movies are together <laughs> in a movie. It's the biggest movie ever. It's like, well, then imagine what Superman and Batman could do. Oh, won't work. Like, never mind. It's like, why can't yeah. we get that off the ground? Because they're hard characters. I mean, this would work. Ba- Batman is too individual. I mean, like even when they put Robin with him, things go off the rails so he 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 acts he works better alone superman i don't know there's just i think in this franchise that they're building it's simple it's 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 very religion like it's 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 hard 
I mean, I'd probably, I would, I would not do, I would do a Star Wars movie before I did a Superman movie. <laughs> if I was a director, I feel less um, uptight about it. Well, I feel like they've gotten the worst of it out of the way. Then they've gotten it like. Because that's where yeah, that's Superman Returns part, was, the misfires. Like, we tried to bring back Superman, and then we got, like, no positioning for that character. So we had to start all over, go back to formula, and then someone's like, you know, let's just retell the whole origin story. Like, really? Jesus. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to have to go back to the very beginning. Like, okay. But they did. So now this could be the basis for everything. If you can bring back Superman, then you can bring back Batman. You can put them in a movie together. And if you can get those guys in a movie together, then you can have an unstoppable franchise. Because like I said, if it's like Thor and Hulk are in a movie, it's like, that's fine. If that's got people excited, then Batman and Superman have got Thor to Thor and Hulk are excited. awesome in a movie. I'd, just go, I'd go see a movie with just Thor and Hulk in it. Because they just did good movies. It's why, why are everybody excited about Iron Man? Because it's good. It's a good movie. They did well. They deserve to. They deserve the success. They did it right. <laughs> Thor and the Hulk would be the ultimate buddy movie. Thor and Hulk would make a great movie. <laughs> and that's, they should think about that yeah. kind of stuff. But we'll see. I guess the Captain America and Thor sequels are coming out later on this year. Yeah, I think the. Well, the no, I think Captain America is like next summer. Thor is. Like in November or something. Oh, Lord. Well, either way, I'm excited to see, see both of those. It was weird. This movie I saw, this is the first time I saw a midnight movie because we were on vacation in the middle when this came out. So it's like we had people, you know, we could go do it, go see a midnight movie. And we, um, God, it's the first time I've seen a midnight movie probably since like Lord of the Rings stuff or something. Probably. I cannot do the midnight movies. I can't even go but to a 9 weird. o'clock movie. But it was weird because the midnight movies, I mean, I don't remember them doing this before when those bigger ones, but I, I think I've, it's happened before. It's like they have all the pre-show, you know, first look, blah, 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 and all that junk. And then they have the ads and they like, you know, they watch the show and all that stuff. But then there are no trailers. It just it just kicked in the Warner Bros. Like, oh, I guess we're starting now. Oh, uh, here we go. That's like... <laughs> it's very strange. It's out of I guess they figured the last thing they wanted to do is like put the uh, show you a bunch of stuff for twenty minutes that could possibly put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, because like we'll be after after three at this point. <laughs> if you just, yeah. if you guys show the regular twenty minutes of trailers, I just figure they show like you know because it's a big movie. I figure they attach something to or maybe not the midnight movie, but it was very off putting. That's like we're so <laughs> got it in, institutionalized towards. I don't think there was any big uh, trailers. <laughs> There weren't any big trailers, though. The, the Hobbit oh, probably showed in front of it, though. though yeah, that was they, they showed The Hobbit, but I'd already seen it. Yeah, that. I haven't seen that. I watched that on the... That oh, was is there a new I, trailer? I haven't even seen yeah, it. Yeah, it came out online, and then oh, I, didn't I was see like, well, it. I'm going to go see this, but it didn't, they didn't show it. Oh. You can watch it online. I think I saw all the same trailers for when we went to see Star Trek. I saw Ender's Game and uh, Elysium. It was like all the same movie trailers. God, the new Elysium, I saw Elysium movie? I haven't seen they, Ender's Game. They have a new Elysium trailer, if you look online, which kind of tells the story a little bit. You might not like it if you don't want to get... It kind of tells the kind of plot a little bit, just some of the story. And I was already excited because it just... I was excited because I liked that guy, Neil Blomkamp. And I, I like District awesome. 9. Yeah, I love District 9. And But the trailer kind of looks... Eh, it looks boring. And Matt Damon's in it, so it's, like, it's got to be decent. And But this trailer just shows the actual the interesting parts of the story, like how the story's interesting. It sets up... So I'm... That's my, that's my next big one, like as far as... I'll go see it. I saw After Earth. I can watch this thing. How is oh, that? God. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sure about that. I don't, Shyamalan doesn't make sucky movies anymore. He just makes movies that don't matter. Like The Happening was like that. Like, <laughs> Shyamalan, Shyamalan is a director for hire. Will Smith had tons of movies, had tons of money. He wanted to make a sci-fi <laughs> movie with his kid, and he hired him, not Shyamalan. Yeah, it, yeah Will Smith came up with the freaking story for this movie. Yeah. Really? He has well, a story credit. Yeah. The, the, well, he the, developed it. You know, the the basic concept is interesting, but it doesn't really hold water. But I like the idea that they, because the idea is that, that they're fighting these genetically injured things, like engineered creatures that contract them based on their fear. So the yeah. whole concept of the movie is overcoming fear in order to overcome these things. That's the that's the the metaphor like, of the story, and it's like, overall it's neat. They get like creatures that he has to fight and all that kind of stuff. But it, 
But yeah, Will Smith's son's kind of annoying, and he's like the main character, so it's kind of hard. This well, is I think that a that bad job, but it's, it's it was the only rival just because of that, though. I mean, Will well, Smith dude, and I said initially they're like, "Hey, Will Smith and Jade Smith are making a movie post apocalypse Like, never mind. Yeah. It's M. Night Shyamalan. Never mind. Jeez. Yeah, definitely never mind. <laughs> Good Lord. Unsold three times. But I went. I was bored that weekend and there was nothing in and I just wanted to watch a movie so I went to see I that. wanted to go see Oblivion. I haven't had... Oblivion I, I really liked. I thought Oblivion too. was good. I mean, I like hard science fiction. I, I, I'll try to support yeah, and it. and I thought I that one was just a straight up good science fiction story, Oblivion. Yeah. I want to see uh, World War Z this weekend. I think I'm going to go see it. Oh, I'm going to go see it. I kind yeah, of want to see it. Some people it say it's gotten some decent reviews. Like people say it's actually pretty good. I want to see this so, is the end. I don't now. care. I keep seeing all this stuff on this is the end. Oh yeah, the that's just yeah. So everybody says that movie's hilarious. Yeah, the trailers didn't look very funny, but from the things I'm hearing, it sounds like it might be awesome. So I may have to go see two movies this weekend. I love that concept that all those actors play themselves. That seemed like to me seemed a little bit over the top, but the idea because apparently they don't show anything in the trailers, but apparently it's like a big budget like into the world thing yeah. so it's like it's not just them like in that house which is what the trailer makes it look like they get like 100 foot satans or something <laughs> taking over <laughs> I the think city it's got, you know, cute little cam- cameos like Emma Watson I think comes in and kicks everybody's ass and yeah and robs them <laughs> yeah. but I'll watch it all those guys are funny so I can't imagine that the movie just wouldn't be funny no matter what but it looks it looks like a lot of fun so both of those and yeah, so yeah, we should still be on topic. Having said that, because this this episode's gonna have a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, if you go see World War Z, I'll probably go see it this weekend. I'll be able to talk about that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna see that. I mean, Man of Steel was the last of the movies I was really excited about. This. Well, that's right. Elysium's the other one for me. I'm gonna see in the stuff. There's lots of and movies this, I'll see. I'll see Elysium. I'll see. World the Z. World's End. I'm really excited about too. That's the Shaun yeah, of the Dead. The tri- that looks awesome. And I will enjoy that, but. Man, to me, everything was building up to Man of Steel. That was the Pacific movie Rim is. Well, I yeah, I, I, I want to see it, but I, I don't have to know see that it's... because it's very reminiscent of Robot Jocks. Looks like to me. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have it, to it see really it. really is like a remake of Robot Jocks, except they're fighting <laughs> giant monsters instead yeah, of each other. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna have to go see that one. There's a lot of good fun. movies that are like every weekend. There's gonna be something good, like that Conjurer, you know, the Insidious guy movie. Yeah, and a trailer for Insidious like to too. That comes out in October. I didn't go see the purge. I had a chance to go see the purge, and I really just—I don't know. I got a—I got a vibe. I got a vibe like it's a real downer. It that movie. I mean, I don't. I get a rapey, torturey vibe off of that. Like I'm like that looks like a neat concept, but I just I'm just getting this rapey, torturey vibe off of it. I don't want to go see that on a on the big D. Yeah. I don't need twenty feet of that. Don't normally go see those kind of movies, but that one did intrigue me just to. Just the, it's neat, and it has the people in creepy masks. Ever since yeah. The Strangers, everyone just puts people in creepy masks, and it works. But I like, I do like the concept, the premise of that movie. Because mm-hmm. it's the red hour. <laughs> it's like, once a year, everything goes red hour. But, um, screwed up, man. <laughs> all right, so that's good. So I, I, I'm glad, yeah, I, I'm definitely glad we went over Man of Steel. So hopefully we... we help put it in perspective yeah i was i was that in the end like i i it's right there with batman begins if i had seen this we're so used to like batman begins exists and that kind of interpretation of superman world or superhero worlds exists so we were already used to that and so we're already okay we've seen this level good it's great it's solid it's an awesome movie yeah and some parts of it did blow me away but if i had seen this before batman begins it would have blown me away like yeah batman i'll begins be honest did. with you mm-hmm. i think this movie would have absolutely blown me away if i hadn't seen the trailers at all i really do think that they gave away a That's lot true. of the emotional core of it yeah of it all like, the yeah. and, and i wouldn't tell them to do it otherwise because those trailers are great like those trailers but, really amped well, you up if they, had done, if they had done that and tightened up the fight scenes i think that would have been well, yeah, that's taken about criticism of blockbuster yeah. movies. I could deal yeah. without all these but because I can't another, follow the action. All the actors did. Kevin Costner did, but Russell Crowe did really good too. I think mm-hmm. he was very and he understated in a, a good. And I thought good. that bit where he was like, you know, they were following him around on the ship and that kind of thing was sort of hokey. But yeah, well, that's just another. They need an action moment in that part. That's yeah. just that blockbuster thing too. I think there's yeah. a lot of stuff you see is like. 
there are movies now that you have to suffer a, a certain amount of that because of just the weight of the movie. And it's when a movie like Dark Knight can still have those, but use them in such a relevant story way when it becomes a masterpiece. But most movies can't use get every action scene to be so relevant to the story mm-hmm. like that. So it's just whatever. Yeah. But well, I, overall, I, I, it's pretty... without going too deep into it, I would say that the probably the the biggest story problem, and it wasn't like a bad story decision but the biggest story problem that they had to overcome was having them on that spaceship because it was important to the story that that the military and you know by extension humanity hand Superman over and that he give himself that's the sacrifice that he's willingly going when he, he doesn't have to so he has to go on the spaceship but then what do you do because once he's on the spaceship, we got to get him off the spaceship so we can have the rest of the story. Because again, the sacrifice isn't the end of the story. He's got to do something to win. So then you have all these hijinks where they have to get him and Lois off the ship because she has to go yeah. with him too. Because that's part of the bonding of their characters and their arc is that she has to be the one piece of humanity that redeems all the rest. So she has to be sacrificed with him. But once we get him on the ship, we have to get him off the ship so we can get on with the movie. They shouldn't have gotten yeah. on the ship. They but, it, but but without her, like like I said, for the metaphor, she has to go with him. She has to stand with him, and she's representing humanity in that story. Humanity has betrayed uh, Superman. I suppose, but as far as like story beats go and that kind of thing, they could have just you know. Well, because then they had to figure out a way because Lois because Lois had to escape from the spaceship, and he had to escape from the spaceship, <clears throat> and all this business, you know, they had to find two different ways, and he had to make the choice. All that had to be put into that scene so you end up with you know Jor-El's ghost has to help her escape because how's she gonna find a way out of a freaking spaceship by herself you know she can't even open the doors so he has to open the doors and stuff for her and, and tell her to watch out for the Kryptonians otherwise she's not gonna be able to take on Kryptonians in a, in a firefight by herself so that's you gotta get her out of there but Superman has to have a separate arc he can't be the one that rescues her from the ship because he has to have a whole other emotional arc on that ship he has to make a decision at that point that he's going to stand for humanity even though they as a whole did not stand for him so he can't be there with Lois because then he's already made that choice but he does save her there well he goes to her that, but he has to be there long <laughs> enough to make the choice well, I just think that, I, that when I originally, my initial, like, problem, like, it's actually, the movie's gotten better in my eyes since I've seen it. And my immediate reaction was, I didn't think anything was wrong with it, but I was like, some of those parts like that, like we said, and then some of the ending, I don't think they're necessarily bad. I just think, I was like, they could have been better. They could have been actually more emotionally resonant. I was like, yeah, they weren't. That's they right. Weren't. It's like, they just weren't, I was like, it's just, yeah, it's an action scene. You get up there, and it's like, oh, yeah, he gets they, out they of there. Yeah, they didn't kill the movie by any means. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like those could have been better. That, that was the only way to go with it, but I'm just saying that was the, they had painted themselves into that corner of getting them on that ship, and if the writing seems a little weird at that point, like if the story seems like it goes off the rails a little bit, it's because they're like, God, how do we get them both back on Earth? Why are they both on a spaceship? Jeez. It almost gets to be like a like a funny little chase scene. It's, it's Yeah, so they made it, they're like, well, let's just go the other way. Let's make an action scene out of it, and then it'll be a fun piece of the movie. And it'll give Lois a zap and people with a ray gun, so you can see that she's got some sass to her. Well, but I think, but it should have been a little more emotional. It's it's kind of unfortunate that scene, all that stuff is right there, though, because that's the turning point for his character for fighting for humanity. Because the moment he gets down there and puts her down, and then he just bomb and takes off after his mom, and so like, and then he said they have that moment where he goes out, he has a Christ pose as he kind of floats out mm-hmm. in space, and he goes, you know, you can save them, you can save all of them, but. And that's great, but it felt like they didn't build up to that. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of, oh, I'm just kind of here now and doing this, and well, oh, the, the, the thing came off, a, now you, I'm going to punch you. And, like, you get a little tunnel been, like, confusion little there because they decided to make a zany escape scene from yeah, the Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. It, it gets, it a, gets little, a little, it a little bogged down. There. So I, that, that's the one part of the story that, that I will say... There, Could have been tightened a, up. Yeah, a little, more. a little clumsy there because, but that's the reason why because they had a thing they wanted to make happen and they couldn't figure out how to get the story back away from it. But don't you love the character arc? Like the first moment he uses his powers, like in harm against things, is when he's freaking protecting his mother too, though. 
like because that's when he just tears through and just you know just like pile drives and like not my mom and yeah just takes them off and that's awesome though but it's because, very yeah, emotional that's, that's very do. emotional that's... too yeah because you can't I mean, again you can't even let those guys touch her because yeah and that's what sets him off and he's like all right i gotta do this so so yeah, yeah overall i mean yeah i mean like i said you can sit there and nothing is perfect you can sit there and find some way to like even like i said when they made the watchman movie i mean that was a very difficult piece to try to translate into a film and there's just a couple of things in Watchmen that I would have changed based on my own personal preference. I enjoy, I enjoy but that. They that did. Of People are giving so much crap. I, I, I think he man, has even Sucker Punch. Style. I don't like. It's I, a horrible movie, but it's such it's a fun. Cool movie. <laughs> but it's it's one of those that it it sets out what it tries to accomplish. It's like people could say, "Why did he want to make that movie?" I guess he could say that. But the movie, for what it was trying to do, it did it. But I, yeah, I, I think Zack Snyder. This could be his opportunity, or should be his opportunity, where people see what a, what a serious director he is, like what kind of vision that he can. Yeah, he can put. All the, like the Terrence Malick choices and stuff. I love all that stuff with the clothesline and the. Yeah, that it's beautiful. I mean, that game is such a great. That's what Batman Begins does not have. They have that at the beginning of Batman Begins with the more gritty world stuff, but then it gets real set PC and. Like Gotham feels very fake towards the end, but well, the problem is a, that with Batman's origin story, you got to send him off somewhere, and he's got to be trained as a ninja. And the, I mean, that, that part's awesome. Though. That's it's awesome, part, but but it's very difficult to ground the character in because the Superman has an awesome visual environment that you can play with. Because that's like yeah. it's that's what makes me mad when it's people like are acting like this is not a classical. Yeah, like what's there's not a more classical interpretation of this character than what they did. They actually show like out in the fields in the farm, you know, like that, that like, scene he's like where a, he's just like he's as like a, a kid. deadliest catch for a while. <laughs> that's another thing that's annoying because they show like that in the trailer too, where the little kid like dressed with uh, with the. That's the scene at the end of the movie. They ruined the end of the movie. That sucks. That's like the move. That's that's like the turning point where you realize like your father always knew. Like he was trying to protect you, but he always expected you to become. That is true. I'm now realize what you guys are saying that that ruined it. Yeah. That's what made me so excited to see it. But I would have seen this movie anyways. If I hadn't seen that trailer, I would have been crying watching that movie. No crap. But then I was like, oh, that's the thing. Because I already felt like that watching the trailer a year ago. I was like, oh my god! I was almost moved to tears. I know, we were so hyped up. Yeah, so maybe that may be also be part of the problem why the fanboys, yeah, like getting kicked around so much now is because there was just a hype machine, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, but you're 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 gonna look back. I think it did everything. Once the hype has failed, you're gonna look back on this movie later on and go, Jesus, you know. That's why I think you get this at your house on Blu-ray and you watch it by yourself. It's gonna be powerful like that too. Yeah, you haven't watched this trailer a thousand times in a row. You're gonna sit down and watch this movie like it's brand new and realize, you know, what a work of art it is. (laughs) So, that is true. That's like the big climactic and emotional part of that scene of the movie where he's the kid in the cape what an interesting too so i was thinking about that so in this world superheroes do exist yeah because, because he wore a cape as the well you could say i mean knights in in old stories okay were capes. but he was doing capes the super like but it's yeah, kind of a weird like meta dance. moment it's like a weird like meta moment i think because it's like he's representing what he's doing right there is being all of us as kids so that's why all, all men are like oh my god that's 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 that's, that's great i know anyway. it's just like, what? i did that when i was a kid so i yeah. jumped off the car and nearly broke my leg yeah <laughs> oh man but that i mean those are the moments i mean action is always clumsy in movies like it's very difficult like like we said dark knight is one of the few movies where almost all of the action really makes sense and is grounded to the story but it's an anomaly for that because almost any movie when it gets into the action is just like well this is the action part well that's what you can say too is like people get pissed off about the superman in the sense that we were like, well, he kills people and do stuff. I didn't like that. And I said, like, well, he does it in, like, all the other Supermans, too. It's like, well, because those are the ones that people are, like, vaulting up above. And they're like, well, I didn't like that either. I was like, well, that's the, the only, so let's get this straight. It's like, there's no other better example. So they did these emotional parts better than any Superman movie ever. You guys are admitting that. And they, you could say, well, they did the other parts. I mean, even, they're, they're be- I think they're better than the other ones, but that 
they did them on par with the other one. So why is this not better movie than anything? You're complaining, but it's still better than any other Superman movie. It's like I don't understand it. In a general sense, I get mad at that. Where you just you're complaining, but you don't have a suggestion for how something can be better. Right. That is the least productive thing you That's can why do. You- Get a reconstructive criticism. I love our reconstructive criticism because it makes us think like, what would we do? It's hard. Because then if you don't come up, this movie is especially hard. Well, I just don't think this movie requires that. I mean, like I said, you can tweak a few things, but but I think they really came at it the right way, and I think they they nailed it in most places. You know. And like yeah, I, I said, you, can, that's what I was you can point out like some con- like construction issues where you're like, oh, I don't know, this is this is put together a little flimsy. But you can, that's what I'm saying. I don't think anything's wrong works. with it. You like just the structure make of it, it works. Yeah, the only thing you can do is just make it better. But I don't think a lot of it's broken or any, in any sense. No, it's just that's what they chose to do right there. <laughs> you know, but, that's yeah. And I don't think you could go back to formula and make a better movie. I think that the formula they have works. I think everything they put together works. And it's like, oh, yeah, if you spend another three years working on this movie, you could have made it a better movie, maybe. But but this is a good movie. You did you did what I wanted you to do, and I'm like, excited Henry, to see another one. But Henry Cavill's going to be a super big star, though, because he's already, like, all the women and all. It's like, oh, my God, he's so <laughs> – because that dude is, like – he is huge. He's been movie. working he out, is, if you watch I was that. like, that's what happened in the early of the movie. Like, that guy, he was pretty big. They were like, you know, I was like, yeah, that's what happens when you, for not for a year, that your job is to have a personal trainer. Yeah, he goes when you have a, a big perfect guy, physique, really. when, like, you're, he's, when someone's literally training you to be Superman, and that's your whole And they're giving job. you your meals, and yeah. you're getting paid millions of dollars I'm not saying I could do it. it. The guy was already in good shape, but I'm just saying, he was, you know, there's, he's a super cool guy. Like, like, I read an article, and apparently he's like a big gamer. Like oh, he really? plays like Skyrim and World of Warcraft. He actually, he, he when he um he auditioned for the part, and then he was at his house playing World of Warcraft, <laughs> and Zack Snyder called him and he saw it on his phone, but he can't you know, can't pause World of Warcraft. It's like a MMO, like you're playing with people, <laughs> and so he didn't actually. He's like, well, I'll just answer, call him back. So he called him back. <laughs> he had to he finished his game. Jesus so basically, Christ. you know, he's a gamer. So what he was life was like for a year was going to the gym for four hours and then coming home and just playing games. And going back to the gym for hours. What's and funny he's got is, like an awesome English accent too. I was like, this kid's gonna be a superstar. During when they did this, when when they were finally, because part of the audition was when when they're going through the casting and all that. Is they do the like, old suit. They get him an old suit. That was like I was reading an article about that, and they're like, that's everyone's nervous. He's like, I'm nervous because it's literally like Christopher Reeve's suit, like from yeah. those movies. And that was like the final screen test to see because, you know, yeah, you're a good actor, you're cut and all that. But we're trying to imagine because this is the big deal. It's like a guy in tights. Like we have to imagine a guy who can pull that off. And you yeah, because if you can pull this off, you can pull. The yeah, because we're going to give you like a super cool suit. But but we want to see you in the classic. <clears throat> I'd love to see a picture of him wearing that suit. I like that philosophy because it's like, yeah, it looks dumb now, but they can imagine if this was back then, would you have worked back then? Like that's a neat kind of exercise mentally to go through and if, they, if he could you have stand on par with Christopher Reeve for what he was back then if you can then you got it yeah and they all just said once he walked out in that suit they were like that's him you yeah. know like, like, like he just and he said he, his, his side of there was like I felt fat like that I was like <laughs> all frumpy and walking out I know he probably like, looked perfect. like Superman because he's like puffing out his chest and stuff like you would do really like, like <laughs> yeah looks more like Suck George Reeves stuff, like, yeah Okay, I think we've covered it. Nook and cranny <laughs> of this thing. Well, good. This is going to be a good setup for us to to come back later on and and do do a retrospective of some of the uh, the older Superman movies. And interspersed, I'm sure, with talk of uh, World War Z and some of the other stuff as it comes out. But World War Z? I thought it was just World Wars. World Wars. <laughs> yeah, so what's exactly. this World War Z movie you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, for real. Is that the new kid and play movie? It's like, yeah, yeah kid I'm and play. World Wars. Yeah, they, even though they're 40, they're still making movies. Was this House Party 40? <laughs> yeah, get it, 40. <laughs> like, uh, when we were going to see Star Trek, we saw the preview for that, what is it, Last Vegas, where it's like. Kevin Klein and a bunch of oh, it's like the Hangover yeah, for like my, older people. My yeah. brother was like, "It's the Hangover Part 40. just a bunch of old guys. All right, well, good. Well, I'm glad we had a chance to go into this. Um, 
You can listen to more episodes of TV8 My Dinner at tv8mydinner.com. You can also catch, we have the, uh, or I will have, I believe by the time this episode airs, I'm sure we will have the complete set of Season 3 of Game of Thrones in the TV on the Throne series out there. And we'll start going into the earlier seasons later on this summer to catch up. And um, you can follow us on, or what is it, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter, and plus us on Google, what do they call it? And uh, go to forum at forum.tv8mydinner.com. We actually get some folks coming back to the forum now. So yeah, we it's get, been kind of quiet on Facebook lately. It's because they're all going back to the forum. I don't know why. I don't know why. It just kind of ebbs and flows. It, it's weird because it's different folks, too. It's not like the same folks just started posting on the forum. <laughs> we just have our different... We just have our different cycles of people. We can't... all. Everyone can't like us at the same time. <laughs> Some people get sick of us and other people come around. Yeah. So that's good. But that's what it's for. So it's out there. We do some... We got some Game of Thrones talk on there and we got some... Uh, we're talking about the show and other odd topics that we cover on the forum. So it's fun. And um, I think that's it. I think we can probably just stop now. <laughs> My name is Sean. I'm Greg. And I'm Andrew. See you next time. And you will believe a man can fly. Yeah. And then can, everyone's always trying to find a tag to say at the end. It's like, okay. This has been TV8 My Dinner. Don't forget to visit our forum at www.forum.tv8mydinner.com. Dog Cree.